unlocking the supernatural. From the onset, we are made to understand that our redemption in Christ is rooted in the supernatural. Our redemption in Christ is rooted in the supernatural. The truth is that every believer has that heritage in him or her. And that same heritage was passed to everyone that desires to walk in it. When Jesus was living, he said in Mark 16 verse 17, he said, This sign shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hold them. That is operating in the supernatural. And that is your heritage and my heritage. We need to understand this very basic truth. For us to walk in the supernatural, we need to understand that our roots in the supernatural is settled. And I believe tonight we'll be walking at that level in Jesus' name. And those of us already at that level, we move to the next levels in the name of Jesus. The supernatural, as we all know, is a key factor in the life and ministry of Jesus. While he was here on earth, he went about doing good and healing all that was oppressed of the devil. And that is the same ministry that he has passed to us. And that is why we are exploring this topic, unlocking the supernatural. Unlocking the supernatural. The supernatural is actually operating in the realm of miracles, signs, and wonders. The hallmark of the supernatural is miracles, signs, and wonders. Wherever you see miracles, signs, and wonders, that is the supernatural at work. And what is a miracle? All along this midweek services, we have been told different dimensions of miracles. But tonight, we are going to be looking at another dimension, and that is a miracle is the manifestation of God's response to our faith in him, in his word, and in his prophet. What is a miracle? It is the manifestation of God's response. When God responds to your faith in him, your faith in his word, and your faith in his prophet, then that is a miracle. We've had diverse testimonies of people standing on the word of God and the results begin to follow. Tonight we have two fantastic testimonies all based on the faith of the testifier. When you put your faith in him, in God, his word, and his prophet, then you are positioned to see the manifestation of God. Miracles are brought about by God himself. And that act of God can only be provoked by the deliberate faith of man in his word and his prophet and in himself. 
We have a very powerful illustration of this in Acts chapter 27 and verse 21 to 25. Paul, a mighty minister of God, having ministered in diverse places, was being taken before Caesar and he encountered a storm. And the people with him began to get frightened. They were afraid. The experts mariners, the experts sailors, already were losing hope. But look at what this man said. Let's look at verse 24 of Acts 27. He's saying, saying, fear not. That is God speaking to Paul. Thou must be brought before Caesar. And lo, God hath given thee all them that are saved with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good share. For I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. That is a man who has walked with God. Who has seen God at work. And again manifesting it. How? He heard the word. He stood by it. And it came to pass. When we act on the word of God, we are positioning ourselves for the miraculous. When we act on his word, we are positioning ourselves for the miraculous. However, it's not just believing in God. Believing in his word and believing in his prophet. You must actually believe in miracles. You must what? Believe in miracles. There are a lot of people who believe, oh yes, there's God. You know, his word is settled in heaven. His prophet here, we can see them. But when it comes to miracles concerning them, they feel that miracles are not meant for this dispensation. Miracles is for the Bible times. But the truth is, until you believe in miracles, you can never experience them. Only those who believe in miracles ever experience them. Jesus speaking in John chapter 11 verse 40, he said, I say unto thee, if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of the Lord. Until you believe in the miraculous, you can never experience the miraculous. A great minister of God, Ketrikuma, whose ministry is marked with signs and wonders, had one thing that is associated with her. She believed in miracles. He said, I believe in miracles. And that's why miracles begin to flow. You need to position yourself to believe in miracles. There are some testimonies that some people listen to or hear, shared, or being read, and they will begin to wonder, is it really true? Is it really true? In fact, I've heard people say, some of those testimonies are doctored. They are not realistic. Especially the ones that are documented. I've had father-in-law here share a testimony of someone who went out for evangelism, and then at the end of the day, God told him, go back home and sleep. I want to operate on you. And from nowhere, a metallic 
piece that was fixed into his elbow for over four, seven years was miraculously removed. There was no blood. There was no cutting. Nothing. That testimony is documented, written, read every now and then. But the truth is, how many of us believe that? How many of us believe that? That somebody can sleep and then iron will just come out from his hand without any operation, without any trace of blood. It takes a heart of faith. But you must believe in the miraculous. When you believe such testimonies, you're actually positioning yourself to receive your own miraculous testimonies. We had a testimony this evening of someone who, who is not qualified for a job. It, I don't think he even applied for it. But yet, this is somebody that was being, you know, they were begging him, virtually begging him to come and take the job. These are miracles that are pointers to the fact that God is still at work. We have read so much miracles in the Bible times. They are happening right here in our midst. And it takes only those who believe to experience them. I pray that God will increase our faith to believe in the miraculous in the name of Jesus. How then do we provoke the miraculous? How then do we provoke the miraculous? If you believe in God, you believe in his word, you believe in his prophet, and then you believe in the miracle work of God. You believe in those testimonies that has been shared. Some testimonies that are mind-blowing. How then do I provoke it in my own life? How then do I provoke miracles in my life? Let's look at Luke chapter 5. And verse 5 to 8. I'll read it quickly. And Simon answering unto him said, Master, we have toyed all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net break. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships, so that they began to sink. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is a miracle. But how did this miracle come about? That is where we are going to tonight. In verse 5. Peter said, that Simon, said, Master, nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. What does that tell us? It means that when a word of prophecy has gone before you, whenever you have received a revelation concerning an issue in your life, all you need to do is to put that word to work. Put that word to work. Don't mind the situation and circumstances around you. The moment you put that word to work, you are provoking the supernatural. You are provoking 
the supernatural. So if you want to provoke the supernatural, if you want to make the miraculous to be a reality in your life, all you need to do is put God's word to work in faith. Put God's word to work in faith. He said, nevertheless, don't mind the medical verdict concerning that ailment, concerning that challenge you are facing. What is God's word saying concerning it? What is God asking you to do? All you need to do is take that step of faith and you see the miraculous becoming a reality in your life in the name of Jesus. I see God taking us to that level of the miraculous in the name of Jesus. And whatever has been challenging you, as you put that word of God concerning that issue in your life, I see your testimony beginning to manifest in the name of Jesus. Why should we walk in the supernatural? Why? Why should we walk in the supernatural? That is, why should you as a believer walk in the supernatural? The truth is, the supernatural is what validates your heritage in Christ. So if you don't have any challenge at all, if you don't have any challenge, maybe you feel that, well, everything is working well for me, why should I bother myself walking in the supernatural? The truth is this. If you don't desire to walk in the supernatural, then you are positioning yourself for the devil to play around with. So don't sit down and fold your hands. You need to stir up yourself to begin to walk in the supernatural because that is why you have been redeemed. That is why you have been saved. That is why the blood was shed for you. This evening I believe that everyone here will begin to walk in the supernatural in the name of Jesus. But one thing is very, very important. For you to walk in the supernatural, you need to be born again. We said the roots of our redemption is in the supernatural. You have to be redeemed to walk in the supernatural. You cannot begin to invoke the supernatural if you are not saved. Remember the story of the son of Scythus? They saw the supernatural at work in the life of the apostles and they tried to go and, you know, do the same. You can begin to decree some things, claim some prophecies, but if you are not rooted in Christ, if you are not saved, if you are not redeemed, you are putting your life at risk. So you need to be saved. You need to settle that foundation of salvation, of redemption for you to walk in the supernatural. So tonight, we'll give you the opportunity if you know you are not saved or you know you are saved sometime before and you, you've lost it or you are not even sure of your salvation. You are not sure if you are saved. Then you are not saved. So if you want to operate in the supernatural, you need to establish that foundation. And I assure you, as you get that done, you will begin to walk in the supernatural in the name of Jesus. Please rise up on your feet. Rise up on your feet. Tonight before we pray, 
will give opportunity to everyone here who is not saved, who is not sure of his salvation, who has never ever thought of giving his life or her life to Christ. You had the testimonies tonight and you have heard the word. If you know you are not saved or you want to rededicate your life to Christ this night, please place your right hand on your chest and I will pray with you and the God who is too faithful to fail will ensure that you are established in the name of Jesus. Say this word after me. Lord Jesus, I come to you tonight. I confess my sins and I ask for your forgiveness. Wash me with your blood. Make me a child of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for making me your child. Now I know I'm saved. Now I know I'm delivered. Amen. Amen.